Welcome to Mummy and Daddy, the podcast where we discuss horror movies featuring children. Because parenting can be scary. And kids are definitely creepy. I'm Mummy. My name is Carol. I'm a writer, a producer, and this is all just a bunch of hocus pocus. I'm Daddy. My name is Josh, and I'm a music publisher, a podcaster, and I will always believe you. Hmm. Thanks. Ah. Uh, we are parents to a seven-year-old we call Woo and a five-year-old we call Boo, and we love horror movies. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at MummyXDeadyPod. And remember to tell a friend about the show or leave us a review wherever you listen. We love to read them, and they help other creeps like you find the show. which means there's very little that surprises me anymore. And if it does, I'm too tired to show it. Now you're gonna tell me? Well, we just- I think my family's being haunted by a ghost. I'll fall, follow me. I feel that deeply. Feel it deeply. <laughs> I don't want to feel old, but I do. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, and the whole <laughs> the sentiment that nothing surprises me anymore or if it does i'm too tired to show it is <laughs> the saddest thing and the thing we we're immediately like pause it give me a time stamp on that one <laughs> also she's like not that old <laughs> no she's not like an old woman she's like just in her 50s maybe yeah but i guess in the 70s that was like your own death's doorstep certainly yeah you should have great grandkids by then yeah and she may have had maybe it's possible hi how are you doing hi i'm good i'm i'm doing great i i'm sad though i'm i'm sad that halloween is over i'm sad that spooktober of squeakwells is over i'm yeah i'm sad that like i don't know i feel like november we're here right in the middle of it and it, I feel like we're it's flying by like it just feels like the sands of time through the hourglass just yeah we're already here in the middle of yeah, the month it's that time of of holidays where I'm just like uh, uh, you know the slide the slide is happening mm -hmm. I'll tell you what though I'm ready to fucking grab a toboggan and get on that slide yeah I'm feeling it I've been psyched for the whole holiday season, I've been psyched for this slide in particular mm. for like a month. And I've just been... Yeah, you're ready for... You're ready to celebrate. I'm ready to celebrate. I really am. I'm feeling <laughs> it. I'm feeling festive. I am. But it's very confusing because we were at the beach today, fully yes. like playing in the water. Yes. If Everybody I, in short pants yeah. and playing in the water. Yeah. So I do want that. I want, And like before that, I was at... A swim lesson and uh -huh. it was hot like just straight up hot yes you got to find shade it's hot <laughs> yeah we were hiking it was hot you got to find uh you, you need to find some more temperate climbs before the year ends i get it i had a moment today at the at the beach where i was like oh yeah just every day it 
it's a weekend and it cracks 80, we should be yes. headed to the beach. Yes. That was my that was my thinking. It was so, so nice to be at the beach. It was just kind of like empty and yeah. kids are having a blast. And like we're at that point where we could really bring a book and like not have to watch them all the time. Yeah, it's true. They're yeah. very it's actually pretty great because they don't really go into the water too far you know like i feel like i feel like soon i will have to be very attentive because they That's will a good be point yeah, yeah they'll be like trying to swim out in it right mm -hmm. now they really do just like splish splashing still mm -hmm. that's funny i didn't think about that but yeah. you're right but before we go too far away from halloween because yeah want, I sorry wanna... i was really i'm telling you i'm hopping on that slide i was ready to climb to the top and go around again yes i just want to yeah, it was such a it was such a fun time, and we also had a great time trick or treating. I think our last episode came out on Halloween. Certainly, yeah. And uh, we did have a great time. We something creepy did happen, but not what you might expect. <laughs> there was a guy dressed in a Michael Myers costume, oh, head yeah. to toe, on a lawn. He looked animatronic. He was doing great. I wonder if his day time apparel he's painted silver or gold and oh and hangs out on like santa monica pier with one of those little noisemakers in the mouth oh you thought he was that good yeah i thought he was that guy wow. he was doing great great work well that was creepy but that wasn't what i was talking about was it the solo adult or late teenager in like some kind of uh light up Fortnite mask who was carrying a knife with him and was maybe trick-or-treating but was like definitely like interacting with our children to the point that i had to hold our kids back and let him wander off on his own well now it seems like that should be what i'm talking about but <laughs> no and it also wasn't the really impressive setup that somebody had in their front lawn of somebody doing surgery that was super cool. Yeah, it was like just like a doctor's gurney and like that overhead lamp, and it was it was a mannequin on the table. Yeah, it was like Christopher Nolan's operation. Yeah, in the post in the wake of Barbie's <laughs> success, he's gonna get a crack at his game, the game of his choice. Oh my god! <laughs> Don't you feel like he would do like perfection or something like? It would be right because you can see them all go up in slow motion. Yeah. So like a thirteen-year-old boy could be like, "That was the most mind-bending move I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> oh my God, Christopher Nolan's operation. Yes, it was like that. No, it wasn't any of those things. It was actually just as we were leaving the neighborhood, we were driving away, and we saw a coyote it's true. just tromp traipsing through a someone's yard. It looked like it could have been a yard, like, decoration of yeah. a wolf, you know. But coyotes are very distinct. Like, it's almost like you, it is almost like seeing a ghost because you see it out of the corner of your eye and you're like, that's not a dog. Like, you just know. That's you, true. Don't you, you feel that Yeah, they're, they have a certain wiriness to their frame mm -hmm. that is like, this thing scavenges for food. Yeah. You get that, like, little creepy feeling. Well... Since you sent me this on the Instagram, I will tell everyone right now what to do if you see a coyote. Now, there are lots of people 
who don't who this will not apply to but well what? i don't know we just uh cousin who had a had a, a coyote in his yard what? i think just today and he's in massachusetts okay well coyotes are maybe taking over so they're the new deer in lawn ornament form and real form oh god okay well if you see a coyote not a dog <laughs> okay make the coyote feel uncomfortable so like start talking about about like start talking about politics or religion yeah or really. its parents having sex yeah <laughs> like yeah just be just be super open Mm -hmm. with like your emotions they hate that yeah and what you want to talk about therapy yeah or like how much how much money you make how much money you make (laughs) guessing how much money it makes (laughs) will make it super uncomfortable okay the next bullet point after that is be aggressive so aggressively <laughs> aggressively make it uncomfortable that's right so maybe even shove it or you could put in a headlock <laughs> it actually says yell or spray a hose at it we're just supposed to carry hoses around in mm. little backpacks like we're ghostbusters now well you could use it like your <laughs> you could use if you had a camelback you could do that thing where you uh-huh. like with the straw you suck in a little bit and then kind of spray you it spray at people it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you have to get very close. You will have to get very close yeah. to the coyote. <laughs> but that actually getting in its personal space, they consider very aggressive. Okay. This is stand your ground. Okay. okay so fire a gun into the air. <laughs> All you have to do is one <laughs> shot and then you can take aim right between its eyes. <laughs> Make yourself appear large. So tiptoes. For- We're talking tiptoes here. Smaller clothes. <laughs> vertical stripes <laughs> oh my god okay never turn back or run away i think it means i, think I it heard meant turn, say. i think it meant never turn your back but it says never turn back which is pretty great yeah never turn back you leave that coyote where you found it and you never return <laughs> you said your piece at this point I think it's. I think it. What it means is you back up slowly, always keeping your eye. Yeah, you don't keep your back to it. Yeah, the real version of this, obviously, yes, you want to keep, uh, you want to keep eyes on that coyote. Mm-hmm. So I meant it to be a joke, you. but it, the truth is that that's really what it meant. Anyway, all right, and then it says to bring a whistle or a stick with you, <laughs> or a slide whistle. That's a whistle and a stick. <laughs> coyotes hate slide whistles <laughs> they you know what you should you know what you they should you should have is one of those one of those sticks that when you flip it it goes <laughs> yeah that that thing <laughs> I, like that. Be like, I haven't gotten more than a cost of living raise in three years <laughs> uh, that accomplishes a lot of the bullet points yeah that's yeah. true <laughs> get right up in its face (laughs) (laughs) and spit at it all right so there you go and there is an upcoming safety cody safety meeting we certainly missed it in pasadena no it's in november 22nd at 6 30 so i think let's go guys i guess we're going so that'll be our first mummy and daddy meetup um and that's the only time we're going to give that information oh that'd be so so good 
<laughs> we just take it over. We show up with like and just post up at a table. We'll wear our t-shirts. We'll have stickers out. <laughs> and we will also have something else. We'll be able to drink some bevs. <gasps> Oh yeah! Oh the coyotes. Matt, Matt. The coyotes are uncomfortable. <laughs> the coyotes would be uncomfortable if they saw us sipping and spitting at them out of these bad Larrys. We got to shout out Matt, Matt, an old bevhead from the T Bash days, a tremendous supporter of that show, and coming in off the top rope like a secret coyote, <laughs> nipping at us as we turned our we a coyote beauty, you might say. A coyote, a beautiful coyote, a real like full coated, uh, well fed, well fed, yeah, one that's like feasting on Pomeranians somewhere. Um, <laughs> he sent us beautiful, uh, insulated wine tumblers. I'm so excited about a this. mummy and a daddy one utilizing the mummy and daddy logo. And we're going to post pics. We're going to post pics. We're going to post pics. So sweet. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Just really. And it was just kind of the perfect like end of spooktober gift to arrive to really lift my spirits and all the spirits around me in my haunted house. Truly. uh, I would I would have trick or treated with them. Oh, yes. You know, uh, well, my costume would have made it possible, but I, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to be walking around the neighborhood. Now we, that thing. yeah, every Halloween we can just trick or treat with our. I'm talking about yeah. sooner than that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean the, the holiday season is upon us. We have, we have lots of places we can use these outdoor strolls through lights and, you know, Christmas things happening That's right. where you want to keep your little hands in your gloves all nice and toasty and get your beverage cool or hot yes we'll have it ready yes. you could even have a you could mix and match a hot and a cold and it'll stay lukewarm <laughs> the whole walk how are you doing i'm i'm great i'm doing great mom let's see uh you call me mom now mummy senior is here i'm trying to think of a fun name to call my mom um has been visiting this week and we've been you know she came to the beach with us we let her come <laughs> um we've been we've been doing doing good we've been i feel like we've filled the week full of activities had some grandkids time uh we've well i don't know we've talked about it on this show we We've uh, we live in a one bathroom house, most importantly, mm-hmm. and so we've, we've it's, just a, it's just a bathroom. It's just a bathroom. It's an outhouse, really. That's why it's so echoey in here. Twenty five hundred dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're at the bottom of the we're in the the pit of the uh, outhouse right now. It's empty, it's fresh and clean. <laughs> That's when we record. We're fine, everybody. Everything's it, fine. Everything's good, but. We've stopped allowing guests to stay in our house. That we and so like my mom's staying in a hotel. And what I have to say, I've noticed a nice something that I think is hard to do when you're actually staying with someone is she's vocalized when she wants to leave. 
Where I think that's a lot harder if you're yeah here and you're like, well, yeah, you want to watch a movie or something or like, or even she was like, well, yeah, you can just pick me up after that thing. You know, mm-hmm. like it wasn't like, yeah, as early as I can possibly be there, I'll be there and mm-hmm. I'll stay from sunup to sundown. It feels very healthy for everybody. I think she's enjoying the the space and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's it's going good. It's, I feel like we've all been having, it's been a very pleasant week of hangs yeah Um, there is something really great about staying at a person's house especially when there's kids involved you know you you get some pj time you get some some cozy hangs but at the same time yeah the the mm -hmm. one bathroom house just really it it's tough it's tough with house guests it's also hard to it's hard to it's hard to hold a boundary that you yourself don't even like you like it was tough for us to make that yeah, decision. We don't maintain that boundary. You know what I'm saying? It's we, very yeah. tough because we we love having people stay at our house and we love seeing family and getting and we all like the to time. stay at people's houses. Yeah. So, so please don't. In, in, please don't. <laughs> please don't think that we don't want to stay at your house because we do and we will. Yeah. Um we're not pro hotel. We're not pro hotel <laughs> lobbyists or something. Oh, hotel lobbies. Um, oh my God. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I feel like we, we're getting kind of loopy here. We are. It's just been, it's been a time we are on the slide. We're on the holiday slide and we're also kind of like at a pace right now. Not even just having visitors in town, but just, man. I'm working, you're working, everybody's working, but like, whew. Yeah. It's it's a lot right now. Life's a lot. Our soundboard shit the bed <laughs> seconds before recording this. Because it is the one bathroom house, you can kind of picture it like the room from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with uh-huh. the grandparents. And sure. so it but it's in a bathroom and then we just have the one bed. Mm-hmm. And and the kids are asleep there right now. They can they we're not waking them up, but it's, no, they are awake. They're yeah. looking at us. Stare, I can right see now. you right now. And so, anyway, the soundboard at the bed. Oh God! Oh man, I just don't believe this. <laughs> but it's back. All right, uh, I mean, we panic watched, recovered it. We watched a movie. We did. We watched a movie, and I was very excited because. Okay, for a lot of reasons. First of all, Spooktober being over, because like we packed in a lot of scary movies, I feel like. Mm-hmm. We always do. October really gets the creepy juices flowing. Like I feel like I'm always like trying to watch a scary movie, you know? Yeah, in October. to the point that now every time Wu comes out of his room, he just goes, is it scary? <laughs> yeah, day or night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and then... And it was nice to kind of just like continue, you know, after Halloween to have something right on deck. And it For was sure. something that I had never seen before and honestly had a very low bar for. Oh, yeah. And that was the movie Annabelle from the Conjuring Universe. Annabelle from 2014, the original Annabelle. Yes. I think we talked about this when we did The Conjuring 2. I mentioned that I think we kind of missed a lot of these conjuring verse movies because 
I mean, they look bad. I mean, I do think that they they released them in a bizarre order mm-hmm. to then try to link them all to the Conjuring was like a little strange. And then all of a sudden it was like, no, that wasn't a sequel to the Conjuring. This is was mm-hmm. I, I think it made it a little confusing. Um, but yeah, we did not we did not see these un- until now. But we had started off watching the Nun for fun. <laughs> <laughs> nonsense that's just a thing that we shouldn't talk about on the show yeah (laughs) none for fun that's our time and then we watched uh no we no no we started watching the nun too yes which is insane of us we never do this we never watch things out of order all about it and i said fine i i just i i wanted to and then i fell asleep so it's fine that's true (laughs) it this is a pretty slow movie, but I think uh, we could get into that another time. The point is, uh, we watched. <laughs> the point we were flying straight towards, <laughs> of course, was we watched Annabelle. We did. We also, I think, to like keep the scary train going, we've been watching The Fall of the House of Usher, which has been very fun. Delightful. We're about halfway through that thing. Yeah. And... um I don't feel like we, I don't feel like it's meant for the show, but it, if, if there had been kids, I mean, there I mean, is there are. Some... There's six kids in it. Six? All the oh. usher children. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're grownups. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's, um, it's been a fun spooky time and, uh, I still want to make good on our promise of doing TV at some point. So yes, we had talked on the show too about like scary movies to show kids, we did watch the labyrinth with the kids also mm-hmm. and that went tremendously yeah they loved it um boo found movie tarot at our local independent bookshop which we own here anyway and he's like would you be interested in this <laughs> really yeah he brought it to me i was like oh yeah we actually have it and he goes look at this he points at david bowie and he goes the goblin king <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing wait woo said that or boo boo Oh, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Of course. I was very shocked because I thought you said woo, but that all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, David Bowie's like, yeah, David Bowie. It's <laughs> really great. Um, Yeah, we watched Annabelle and we want to talk about it with you. And so to do that, <laughs> I must recap this movie. Not in my own words. From the words... The Internet Movie Database dot com. Oh yeah, and uh, I have to read one by friend of the pod, but oft forgotten. Oh, Amit Kozen. Amit Kozen. Amit Kozen has actually been featured a lot on the show, but we don't give him the same or her the same respect or disrespect that we do claudio corval or nicogenus um, what do you got Amit? okay i'm i am going to read their recap but that i also might read claudio's because unbelievable because he wrote the one. reason i'm the reason i have to read Amit cozens is because it is a very long sentence, and I'm going to try to read it in one breath. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it, but I'm going to try. Okay. 
<sighs> Empty my lungs. <laughs> Mia and John Gordon are happily married, and when John finds out that Mia is pregnant, he thinks he has found the perfect gift for her, a beautiful doll in a pretty white dress named Annabelle. But one night, once Satana calls us to invade the couple's home and drip blood on the doll and smear it on the nursery wall, it becomes a conduit for ultimate evil, and now they must find a way to defeat the evil princess, uh, presence and the conduit known as Annabelle. <laughs> wow you know i love to talk film discuss to critique you want to see a film with me actual actual quote from mama cousin that's right <laughs> to use the word conduit twice in that sentence just really made my it really burned my biscuits um not sure it really told you anything about the movie so i'm gonna read the very long one by claudio all right uh, okay. In Santa Monica, California, Mia and John are happily married and Mia is pregnant. Now that's a sentence. Yeah, you got it. Claudio is an old hand at this. <laughs> sentence stuff. John is concluding the medical school and does not have much time to give attention to his book. He's closing up shop in the medical school. <laughs> <laughs> and does not have much time to to give attention to his beloved wife. So he buys an ancient and rare doll named Annabelle for her collection. But soon their next door neighbors are attacked by two members of a satanic cult that break in their house and attack them after killing the neighbors. Mia and John are saved by police officers and Mia needs to rest until the, the delivery. But there's a fire in their house and Mia delivers a baby girl. Oh, Mia early delivers a baby girl, Leah. Did you find that weird that it was Leah and Mia? I was like, that is very strange. Okay, anyway. I want... <laughs> That's crazy. Crazy people do crazy things, ma'am. <laughs> the fam... Ever since the soundboard shit the bed, it's like it's back better than oh, ever. Oh, it is. This is... We're... Yeah. We're cooking with gas here. Just like the Jiffy Pop. Oh, am I right? The mo the family moves to an apartment in Pasadena, but first Mia throws the doll Annabelle away in the garbage. Not true. He does. That's right. <laughs> However, she finds the doll in a box while unpacking things in her new home. Weird things happen to Mia and she befriends Evelyn, who works in a bookstore, and she learns about an evil cult that wants Leah's soul. Ding. When John and Mia... It's not over, okay? When John and Mia <laughs> summon Father Perez to help them with Annabelle, evil is stronger than the priest, and he is sent injured to the hospital. Who may save who may <laughs> who may save Leah's soul now? Who? I ask you. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so that gets to some of it. Um Wow, Claudio. Yeah. Yeah, so that is Annabelle. Do you think Claudio also <laughs> wrote the cold open like intro card for this movie? What was it? I forget. I wrote it down. Since the beginning of civilization, dolls have been beloved by children, cherished by collectors, and used in religious rites as conduits for good and evil. Conduits? Oh, I bet Amit Kozen wrote it. Conduits, conduits, conduits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. 
I just love that so much. It really is the holy trinity of dolls because they're always beloved by children. Kids love a doll since the beginning of civilization, you know. Yeah, it's the Barbie trailer. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, so this really presages that a lot. Cherished by collectors, of course. Who could forget the Beanie Baby craze? All things that collectors collect are cherished. That's just a, that's like a, it's yeah. a thing. It's a but I also like the idea inherent... that the very first ever dolls, like some little straw doll in like whatever mm-hmm. Mesopotamia mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was treated yep, the same the fertile crescent. as <laughs> as a Beanie Baby in 1998. Yeah. Like, does that seem right? Same, same exact thing. Okay. And uh, of course, the fertile always... crescent is the birthplace of dog collecting, I believe it's called. <laughs> the cradle, the doll's cradle. Oh my God, there was a tiny cradle. There were a bunch of tiny cradles with a lot of little dolls. Okay. And that was the cradle of civilization. <laughs> okay. The first toy store. Got it. Not toys to them, collectibles. This is all, it's all clicking into place now. This feels good. And of course, all along the way, as any hobbyist will tell you, these dolls are always used in religious rites <laughs> as conduits for good and evil. Always. <laughs> Constantly. If you went to Sunday school for if, even no, a day. No, if this day, was Family Feud and <laughs> it was dolls and you had to... Yeah. Pick the five categories. That's right. Steve Harvey gives you dolls. <laughs> Steve Harvey. Yeah. Well, but the older, the other guy. He's dead. Okay. He did bad he, things, right? He was. He would have done this, but he would have asked and answered the questions the same way because it's been happening throughout time. So we can mm. go with uh, Richard Dawson. Okay. All right. Like the atheist. No. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Dawkins, it's time to play the feud. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Dawkins, it's time. <laughs> uh, hmm. Hmm. I'd watch that. I say. <laughs> I don't think he talks like that. He doesn't? Religious rights. He's from now. He's a current person. He's That's not... true. I think he did some bad things. <laughs> I think he did. Oh, God. These guys can't okay. be fucking so, nice people. Question for you. All right. Did did Annabelle scare you? Nah, no, nah, dog. I didn't. Not even a little bit? Mm, not, not that I can remember. <laughs> It's very convenient. Yeah. Plead in the fifth. Um, I, it, That's not what the fifth is. No, but, it's not but, what the fifth is. <laughs> but you're also doing that. Um, I think that I would say I was I took some fun, fancy turns that I didn't expect it to. I thought it did some cool stuff, um, like playing with some layers of what the hell Annabelle is. Um, which I thought was interesting, but it did not, it didn't scare me. It per was se. interesting to me that, cause I know there's an Annabelle, I know there's like, you know, many, many, so many and many Annabelle's, yes. but there's one recently, I think the most recent one is called Annabelle creation. And I was like, isn't this how she, I mean, it seems like she could have just been created just like this. Does Annabelle start creating? 
Oh. <laughs> Got it. She has like a build an Annabelle workshop. Oh, I thought, okay, yeah. Annabelle is one of those dolls that gets pregnant. Can I say this? I feel like Annabelle as a doll, huge design flaw. What? What do you mean? Besides the fact that she's larger than the other dolls in her own set. Oh, but those are, those dolls exist. They're real. Like, that's a thing. I know, but the Annabelle doll. You think it should be tiny? It should just be the same size as the other dolls in the set. So that could also be confused with them. It's a huge doll. It's too big. And it should just be. You sound be... scared. You sound scared. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid just... of large dolls. <laughs> Ever since Poltergeist, I Ugh. thought that that Annabelle is already looks too evil. Like I know it's supposed to be a creepy old fashioned doll, and I get that these dolls do exist, but like they immediately make give her like the a pallor of death, you know, has kind of this bluish gray skin and like is a little too dinged up and stuff like that. And I, there were a lot of things in this movie that I kept just that were like the, the dumb little stuff that I feel like aunt Donna would also pick up on watching Mm. it. That was like kind of taking me out of it. Like I was like, well, this doll is such a great collectible that you had to like, use three months salary to get it like or whatever he said he does he should have just sold it to somebody else he doesn't have time he's a doctor an aspiring doctor he doesn't have time to get in the resale business they don't he's call, no beanie baby collector they don't call doctors that but i do you're, mm. you're an aspiring doctor <laughs> i hopefully i got the chance i'm aspiring to be a doctor just give, just give me just a shot give me that just give me a shot any shot he comes back every day he just he's like the rudy of doctors yeah to give people shots um no, yeah give, no i'm gonna give shots <laughs> no <laughs> did annabelle scare you yeah, I like. I had there were moments where I was like, "Ah, this is no oh, scary." Like mm-hmm. I okay, like I said at the top, my bar was very low. I thought this oh, was yeah. going to be a bad movie. Yes. So I think I was, I was pleasantly creeped by the. I you know I was along for the ride as soon as the culty murder thing happened. Mm-hmm which I found to be very creepy. Yes. Also home invasion. Yes. And real. Right. It's like, yeah. that's a real thing. Yeah. Um, lo- locking doors as they bring up in this. I thought that was a cool historic thing. Mm-hmm. Really basically did start with the Manson murders. Mm-hmm. Most people in the United States really did not lock their doors before that happened. And then it kind of turned on a dime. Yeah. And I, you know, it's kind of like with Midsommar. Midsommar, that movie, like the whole beginning of it, won't spoil anything, but it's just like a real thing that could happen. It's not a spooky ghost. It's just real tragedy. So, yes, that part creeped me. And then we'll get into it later. But like there's a part at the end that I was like, oh, no, that I really was um, upset by it Mm. in in a in the way that they wanted me to be, not because I was mad at the movie, but it was right. just like a, a, a cool effect. I mean, I can't cool, wait to hear but... what that is because I do not remember. I mean, we could talk about it now. 
Well, all right. And I will, you know, something I will say that I'm, I'm also recalling is that Evelyn as a character, uh-huh. the bookstore owner, uh-huh. um, I thought that she was going to be like older. I thought she was going to be a lot older. In my imagination, she'd be older. I thought that she was going to try to get Mia to like access Annabelle. I thought that that was kind of her. Oh yeah, you thought because she was like playing a little, playing a little like, you know, is she good? Is she evil? It's like Ruth Gordon in Rosemary's mm-hmm. Baby. That's what I thought she was supposed to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, I have this kind of needful things bookshop. Here is we have occult books in the window. I saw that you have a baby, and I wanted to give you this children's book, which I thought was gonna be like an incantation or yeah. something in there but it's like no no she actually was just she just likes uh she likes old timey stuff i guess and yeah she and also w- it was you know this is 50 years ago everything was old then yeah didn't have a lot of stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah she wasn't just a clear cut like i'm i'm in your corner you know just a friend there right. there were some ambiguous scenes of yeah, like yeah which was pretty cool Something that I found very weird, and I wanted to see if you mm-hmm. did, was the complete absence of racism or any sort of racial conversation. Because yeah. Evelyn is black, and it is 1970. In Pasadena. In a Pasadena. Sundown. Insane to me. Yeah. And I kept, I kept waiting for it. Like, oh, she's going to be hesitant to, like, befriend this woman because... She is, you know, a doctor's wife and like this, that was real at the time. I thought that that was very, very strange to like, how cool would it have been if it was like, she's, you know, having this struggle, this woman wants to help her. She is a little resistant because of the social norms. And then she's like, oh, you're actually just, you know, trying to help me and we're breaking barriers here. We're, you know, like... Or even like, well, no, I don't live nearby. I'm not really, or like anything. You could still comment on the social aspects of even living in a supposedly free society. I mean, it's 1968. I mean, you have to be. According to Claudio's 1970, but yeah. You, either way. No, I'm just kidding. It's, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm saying it's, I thought it was kind of weird and you know a a huge misstep to like make it seem like this relationship wouldn't be fraught you know yeah that there wouldn't be some um yeah at least at least some kind of like disconnects for the two of them yeah and she lost a kid right i mean there's just like a lot she's out of evelyn has had a tough life by any measure. Yeah. And is making a go of it on her own. And so to just be like, this is a person I met, you know, yeah, is yeah, like yeah. crazy. Did it, did it occur to you? Oh, that... no, I was thinking about it the whole time. Okay, because yeah. I was thinking about, it truly was, especially the fact they moved to Pasadena. So for those who don't know, Pasadena, California, among many other uh, Southern California enclaves, but Pasadena in particular as a city, it's like the old rich area of Los Angeles, like in the like late 1800s when it was like uh, when, you know, white people came here from 
the East to establish the city of Los Angeles from the missionaries, they, that the rich people all lived in Pasadena and Pasadena became, uh, what was be known, what was known as a sundown town, um, throughout the early 20th century, um, basically not allowing people who were black to stay there over past sundown. That was really it. He's like, you, you had to be out. If you worked there during the day, you mm-hmm. were gone at night. If you were traveling through, you did not stay in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. It was to keep it white. So it was, it is really weird mm-hmm. that at this particular moment in history that they wouldn't have, that nobody would even just say shit about it yeah. because it'd be new. It'd be fucking new. Mm-hmm. So and it's like, I'm not asking for this whole I'm not asking it for it to even be part of the plot, like any more than that, but just like to ignore it completely is so strange. Yeah. This is also the year I'm doing some quick work here, but that in 1968, as far as children's literature is concerned, Tiki Tiki Tembo was first published in 1968. Oh boy. As far as kids too. Uh, also it was Corduroy. That's interesting, but still, you know, not as many, you know, um, you couldn't get like the Christmas version of every character your kid's interested in in yeah. 1968. Yeah. You could get some racist books though. So we want to talk about one more historical thing while we're, while we're focusing <laughs> holes in, in where they're at. Yeah. So, uh, is John is the husband? Yes. I assume, uh, Mia, he yells when he goes next door to, to check out, What's the noise at the neighbor's house? Uh-huh. Shout out to putting your money where your mouth is, John. You believe your wife when she said, I heard a noise. You went and checked it out. Did a crazy neighborly thing. Bookmark on that for a second. He yells to her, call 911. Little problem. Oh, no. 911 was only ever first established in the year 19... 19- Maybe that's why I keep saying 1968. It was established in America in 1968. The first 911 call was placed in Alabama. Mm. It didn't come to California until 1972 (gasps) and wasn't completely available to all residents of the state until 1985. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. We have lived through so much change in our lifetime. And I guess maybe... Maybe every generation says that, but I feel like we have a special place in because that means that we could have been born before nine one one was in our, mm-hmm. you know, in our lives. Yeah, maybe you know. Check your state, your local <laughs> listings. It's possible that yeah, any listeners too. It's it's quite possible that your state did not have it or your community did not have mm. it when you were born. It's really I, crazy. I find myself explaining already, like a true old person. Like how recently things were invented to the kids where I'm like, look, guys, like this, like cell phones didn't exist then, you know, like, or just trying to give them context for just how new everything is. Like trying to explain to them that like, I didn't have a cell phone when I was a kid. I didn't get my first cell phone until I was almost done high school. And even then you couldn't, it wasn't a smartphone, you know, like just explaining all these things. We had minutes. I had, we're I had mine still, in college. Yeah, so. we're still clearly like wrapping our minds around this. So that's a really interesting fact, Josh. There Thank was so another much. thing, and I can't remember if it was it was in this movie or one that we watched recently, 
but it was like an, an anachronism of of words where I was like, nobody said that then. Oh, yeah. We pick up on this shit all the time. Yeah. I don't remember if it I'm sure there was stuff in this one, too. When Mia said, cool beans, I can't wait to get the Princess <laughs> Diana beanie baby. <laughs> oh, my God. You're obsessed. <laughs> oh, um, you're obsessed with beanie babies still. Uh, this still is my can't life. Stop, won't stop. So um, someone's got to juice this thing a little bit, you know, get that action going again. Got to make that money. I will tell you the the part that really creeped me out. If you, oh want. yeah, okay, While let's go, let's go, let's get into it. Talking about, let's get into it. This <laughs> <laughs> is totally subconscious. Okay. Um, talking about the scary things. Yeah, the there was a part at the end. So this is. The very end of the movie, it's the um, Annabelle has trapped Mia in the apartment with she. So Annabelle has taken the baby Leah. Leah is gone. Evelyn's trapped outside of the apartment in the hallway. And like the dad is rushing home because he's like figured out something because he like looked he I don't know he discovered some clue so he rushes home i don't know yeah and leah's gone and mia the mom picks up the annabelle doll and bashes her head a few times on the crib fuck you're so right and then throws it across the room and then the next time you look it's the baby on the ground yes and i was like oh fuck no right like is this the kind of movie like my stomach yes dropped and i was like yeah exactly because like you just don't know you just don't know and you can say that about all horror movies but i do feel like there's something in particular about these kind of like these these um franchises where it's like they're just trying to do something different and new and you know always trying to kind of yeah, it's a little bit to, of raising the bar. They want to, you know, and you kind of never yeah. know. Are they gonna try to like? Is that what they're trying to leave you with? It's like, oh damn, yeah, I can't believe they did that. Kind of feeling, which right. is ultimately gonna feel. So, most people feel horrible. Yeah, yeah. and it's cheap and stupid. Yeah. But I felt, and then like the next scene, the baby's alive and okay. Yes, or not seen, but the next like beat, and. But in that moment, I was like, horrified. I was horrified. You know, it was like, yeah, you're right. I was like, oh god. And I, um, I never want to see that kind of thing. But it worked. You know, I was, I was scared. I was like, oh god. Yes. But is in a real way. So, am I conflating this with a nun too, or did we also see the the woman trapped inside Annabelle come back out? in that ending yes yeah uh, that she comes was back great out. too i thought that yes. was cool i mean they're yeah all right fine maybe i was super scared <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was scared by the cult thing i was scared by the baby thing i was also scared when she's down in the basement and being a real dumb dumb i mean mm-hmm. yeah she's being dumb but nonetheless she's it was scary. Mm-hmm. Like, I really didn't know what was going to happen. That's and true. she's coming back up the stairs and that creature 
is there i was like oh fuck and that the lighting of that scene was really great like it gave me chills it was like oh god oh god all right all right you're right you're right there were some good there were some good scary moments in this and i think i i do i I feel like i have to apologize to annabelle because i definitely didn't think these movies were going to be any anything good yeah i thought they were going to be really bad yeah and it was great i mean in some respects we'll get into the ratings later but um, speaking of good things what was your best parenting moment in this movie i mean you know they they're weird parents these two you know like it starts out with them like having this thumb war in church like very childlike Thank you so much for bringing that up my very first note in this whole thing is thumb wrestling in church looks a lot worse than it is. It looked like they were jerking each other off <laughs> yes. in the pew. Yeah. It was just... this weird thing. And you're like, wait, you're being not just inappropriate, but like in this weird childlike way that's very off putting. Yeah. And then I just felt like the two of them really didn't have much chemistry together. I thought like they're, but uh, style of the times maybe. Yeah. And it was very accurate. It was the most historically accurate part of it. Yeah. Of like, just kind of. Yeah, just met once. Yeah. Just kind of like you, you seem fine. Um, and then, and then these creepy things happen and I'm kind of, the, the dad's like pretty mansplaining mm. to her and she's kind of an idiot and you're just like, what are you, what are you guys doing? But I thought now the, for the most part in this, in this movie, she's pregnant and then she has a baby baby. So they haven't been parents for very long, but I'm going to say, you know, from the time she's pregnant on considering that's their parents. <clears throat> Cause you believe that life begins. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the sake of the podcast. Um, but she's pretty pregnant. So, you know. Yeah. It's soul God, has God, entered okay. the baby. Right. Okay. Yeah. We all know that to be yeah. true. Okay. Um, She gets stabbed in the baby. Right. Oh right in there. Yes. And she's fine and the baby's fine. But anyway, so. Okay. So she is pregnant. She is like you know she they're talking he's like i'm not ready for this really i'm kind of busy with being a doctor and she's like what and he's like sorry i didn't mean to make you mad here's a doll and, and then she's like she's, like, like, she's doll. like yay doll all my dolls yay I have all these dolls and it's like murder attempt stabbed the baby mm-hmm. and then bed rest your regular omit <laughs> i'm just putting in perspective what i'm about to say she she's on bed rest. He leaves on a trip. She's sewing always with the sewing machine. Mm-hmm. James Wan, right? This is all. This is all like his world. Sure. It's all all creepy sewing machines with him. I'm thinking of Insidious. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. She made the not... hat that the little guy wears that runs around. Okay. Uh, James Wan doesn't have anything to do with this, I guess. So sorry, but it felt very Insidious. Well, he did conjuring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it anyway. So, best parenting moment. Then I'm getting to it. 
and then she the night before or something there there was jiffy pop on the stove either way the jiffy pops on the stove and the and all the burners turn on and she's like ah my my finger in the sewing machine ouch and then it's like oh what's that smell and she goes downstairs and everything's on fire and she's like ah and she trips on the leg of the chair and of course when you fall in a movie in a horror movie you have to drag yourself across the floor there's no there's no other way yeah you can't you just can't, pop back up you cannot your legs okay. <laughs> your legs are done <laughs> and i think somewhere i was reading the actual like plot summary mm-hmm. where it's really long and it's like she falls right on her baby like her baby bump but it's like either oh. way can still walk yep anyway dragging herself across the floor then an unseen force pulls her back and she's like ah and then luckily people <laughs> come in and help her <laughs> right <laughs> so that's like- right it could have been the hand of a firefighter we never see <laughs> no so then the husband comes back from the trip and she's like, I don't want to go back to that house. And he's like, fine. Yeah. That's fine. And I thought that was his best parenting move because I feel like there's a lot of stuff that happens after this that he doesn't believe her or just like take seriously. But I feel like if that all happened to me and I was like, I'm not going back to that house. Yeah. Maybe even you would be like, well, we can move, sure, but like we do have to go out. Like right after this, we're gonna go back to the house and like pack up our stuff. In right. my mind, she doesn't go back to the house, and that's what, I would not go back to the house either. I yeah, I agree. I also wouldn't go back to the house. I think we'd be in agreement on that. Yeah, I, I mean, even that uh, night, even that night, it's or like, if I did, I'd be awake all night packing the stuff. Right. I wouldn't go back to sleep in that house. Fuck no. Then later on in the movie, she is alone with her baby bunch after all these crazy things happen and i'm like i would not i don't know i feel like i would be so traumatized that Mm -hmm. it would be years before i could be alone i think i would always have a friend with me i think i would have i don't know you would tell dude to put his residency on hold yeah like you gotta take care especially back then it cost nothing to live anywhere you could just fucking do it it wouldn't matter it would change nothing at all you're renting an apartment in pasadena what does that cost (laughs) They probably paid bucks you. A month. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. My best parenting moment was also from that time period. And it was they talked about an advanced directive. Mm, that's right. She, oh, right. Because she's like, don't save me. Yeah. Save the baby. Yes. Which is all laying the groundwork. And he says, okay. Yeah. I guess you do have to respect someone's wishes when they're talking about an advanced directive. But. Mm-hmm. No man ever says, save the baby. Save the baby. Don't have that option. What do you mean? If a it's man... A, it's... The her... Like, the whole reason for her saying that is, I think, steeped in the patriarchy. It's fucked up. It's not... It's not anything that any woman should think, I think. I don't feel like it's a an evolved stance. Position it's, to say, save the baby. You'd be like, save me. Save me. We can make another baby. Make another baby. It is part, I yeah, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe 
listeners would disagree. And you can, of course, that is your choice. But it feels like something that is part of a way of thinking that devalues a woman's life. And it's, I feel like Mia needs to maybe liberate herself a bit. I feel like it's something James Wan probably says. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, because like, yeah, I just don't, no man would ever say that. You you know obviously it's because your bo- your <laughs> body me. is the is the conduit, right. but it's like there's no question that a male life is more important. You know what I mean in this patriarchal bullshit line of thinking, where a woman being like just let me die, like no fuck that, fuck that, and him being like okay. I don't know. Interesting. I see what you mean. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with anything that's smashing patriarchy. Probably right. But I just. <laughs> no, I mean, it could, look, if somebody has a, a take that. Even a. Isn't... I feel like a dad might say, say, save yourself. I think of Geppetto and Pinocchio. He's like, save yourself to his little wooden boy at some point. I don't know. Maybe I'm conflating childhood memories, but I do feel like there's. A lot of examples, at least in fiction. That's of, a boy. That's a child. Right. Of course I would give my life for my child. My child on earth. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. A baby inside my body not born yet? No. No, I know. But it is... What am I trying to say? It's fine. I agree. Before we get you into... You don't work, have to agree, no, but I, I do... But I, I don't disagree. I mean, what I don't... I just... I think I'm just kind of not understanding a, a position where a a man would ever have to say that. Right. Biologically, it's not possible. But if you could, if you, you know, there's value. I'm saying there's just value placed on a man's life that would never come into question. Like you, and it's yeah, inherently not something that you can equate, but. Right. I see. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a big topic. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have time to get into it all right here, guys, but stick around. I think the save the baby over me line of thinking is intrinsically flawed and part of patriarchy. That's all I'm saying. Yes, I I think so, too, because I do think that like... And don't worry, Mia. It's already how the world operates, so... You're fucked anyway. Don't worry. We won't save you. If if Carol played the Evelyn role in this movie. <laughs> uh, before we get into worse. Oh, no. Infant mortality is up 3%. Okay. So your baby might not survive either. Because guess who doesn't give a shit about your life or your baby's life? Truly. The medical industry (laughs) your husband a would-be wannabe fucking doctor a white male in 1968 all he has to do is be a fucking try hard doctor he just has to show up and be like uh i'm gonna be i want to be a doctor and i am a doctor so before we get into worse parenting sorry ken i have can i ask you something certainly who 
This is an interview with the van parent. Oh my God. He didn't brief me. No. All right. Oh boy, I'm sweating now. All right. He just shone a we, bright light in my you face. You can even choose which role <laughs> you are in this scenario. The scenario. Well, thank you. This, thank you, man, for letting me think I'll for let myself. You choose. <laughs> it's a game. We can all have fun. Um, if it goes too far, I'll pull it back. Um, we're in bed. It's the middle of the night. A noise from our neighbors goes off, startles one of us. What's the noise? A scream of some kind. Okay. Is it a male scream or a woman's scream? It is. Well, that's dep- you can choose because it's going to, this is all choose your own adventure. Whatever's going to make you respond. It's the scenario that happened in this movie. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, would you, would you go investigate the sound next door or would you want the sound investigated if you choose to uh, be the Mia? I absolutely would try and help the person, but I would not go investigate and I would not let you go investigate now. Yeah. 911 is apparently not an option truly in this world. And it's like three in the morning. You're no doctor. Okay. And we don't have a, you know, there's, you're, you're not about to fight somebody. Let's just say that. You're not that guy, which I love about you. Thanks. I don't want you to like go beat the shit out of somebody, you know? If anybody needs our home address, just DM us. <laughs> I won't fight you. <laughs> I have to save the kids over her, she said. <laughs> um, which is true. Um, but... I wouldn't ignore it. Like I would try to safely, like I might, if somebody was screaming in, it's tough because it's like apartments next to us. Well, let's just say it's a house. Let's say it's a, yeah. I think what I would do is I would go wake up other neighbors and then try to get like a bunch of people to go or something, you know, Mm -hmm. like I know that maybe the person would already be dead by then, but I'm, yeah, I can never endorse the, the lone vigilante person going over there that's crazy it really is and you still would have the option to call the police this is a classic police gotcha police is you would call the operator and you'd say get me the police okay <laughs> right you could still say that yeah. and then you'd say i think it's an emergency we just heard a noise yeah absolutely okay. yeah i mean there there are a lot of crazy sounds in in the city mm-hmm. and I remember like when I lived in a different part of town, I heard gunshots. I called the police. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. You just, you don't fuck around. Well, what would you do? You'd go over there? Absolutely not. It's the middle of the night. It's somebody else's house. Why would I go inside it? No, it's crazy that he went over there. It, they also only heard one noise. And it was a questionable noise. Like only she heard it. Mm. Our unreliable narrator. <laughs> yeah. Heard the noise. And... He was like, yeah, sure, I'll go check it out. Hmm. Wanders over there. Doesn't like knock a bunch. He just walks in the door. Well, the door's open. Standing or ground. was it? I don't know. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It's someone else's house. Even yeah. if they le- if we left the door open, that made somebody wander in. Fuck off. I'd be terrified. Yeah. 
My and name also, was, I'm sorry, I saw your door open. I wanted to make sure you were safe. I would then watch from a window to see what you were doing and with the doors locked. I would not walk away from my unlocked house right. and wander back in like a fucking idiot. Right. Like you're not in a horror movie. Come on. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> yeah, I just um can never I can never endorse that. No. It's not really what neighbors are for. What was the worst parenting move that you observed? Uh, it's when she left Leah alone mm. in the apartment while she went down to bring like cardboard to a storage unit <laughs> in the basement. Yeah. I, my note was she leaves the baby alone a lot. Yeah. A lot. Doesn't give a shit. Like when she's just in the other room and then she's trapped in the other room and books are falling off the bookshelf near poor Leah, the baby. Mm. She, yeah, that's my thing too. She just... Yeah, and like there's one part too where like cardboard just can't wait. It's got to go to the storage <laughs> unit and it's got to go now. Yeah, even though all this creepy stuff, like she has had many creepy things happen at that yes, point. Absolutely. Um, and then there's the part where she she's in the room, she's asleep, mm-hmm. but the crib that Leah's in the crib and, you know, it's the past, so the crib is raised. So that if Leah just stood up, really, she could just tumble out of the crib, you know, yes. it, it's like for a newborn. It's like that level. It hasn't been dropped. So it's just amazing anyone survived. I know it's like an often said thing, but with the amount of blankets and stuffed animals and yeah, cribs that were or just lack of car seats going back to episode number one. That's what I was just thinking about the yeah. car seat in Pet Cemetery. Never forget it. Never fucking forget that thing. Children are a blessing. Indeed they are. And then they learn to talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we should rate this movie. I'm feeling pretty ready. Okay, um, Josh, yep. how many bursting containers of Jiffy Pop <laughs> do you give Annabelle? You ever made Jiffy Pop? What? Have you ever made Jiffy Pop? Yeah, with you. Great. Just making sure. But never before then. That was just a test. And never after. That's true. We never went back. I'm still curious about it. Why? I don't know. Seems like an interesting concept, but ultimately a waste. Go ahead. All right, out of how many? No, we had like a proper popcorn maker. You know, one of those yeah. like air poppers. Yeah, we did too. Dope. Yeah. Um, bursting packs of Jiffy Pop out of five. Gosh, I feel like I, even though I wasn't, I was saying I'm not scared by it. I still would give it a three or four out of five. It's well, mostly is good. It? Um, oh, it's Jiffy Pop, so I'm going to give it three and a half because one of them didn't really like burst. <laughs> it's kind of stale popcorn in there. Mm-hmm. Somebody's had it at the back of their cabinet for too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, three and a half. It was very solid, enjoyable, very watchable. Despite the fucking goofs or whatever, I get to now write into the IMDb section about 
goofs and spoofs or whatever that's called. <laughs> and um, yeah, I enjoyed the twist. Like, uh, yeah, those, the some of those twisty turns. And I'm just surprised they made it work at all. And it almost, I like that it didn't really rely on the doll. Doll movies are tough because I think there's always, you're you're always going to be tempted to make the doll do stuff. Mm-hmm. Chucky and, style. Yeah. And like, yeah, puppeteer this thing. No, it, it never moves. It Eyes never move. Like, no. It is simply a conduit. <laughs> How many, on let me burst packs of Jiffy Pop do you give this out of five? Like a, like a little girl going to confession to Annabelle. I feel i feel so um regret i feel so much regret that i didn't give this movie a shot yeah. at the time so i'm gonna give it four out of five also speaking of confession i really like the part with the priest the priest was so creepy he was yeah. obsessed with her he was obsessed with her baby he really felt creepy in a way that Taking other pictures of that yeah he's like pose for the picture she's like i really don't want to and he's like, but I love to take pictures of pregnant or ba- babies. And she's like, okay. And she yes. like kind of gives the smile. And then he tries to help them. And I really liked his death scene where he like gets thrown back from the church. Didn't think. Oh, he's wait, great. Wait, that's what happened, right? With him. He gets thrown back. Yeah, yeah. And he's in this pool of blood. And then Annabelle's gone. And then at the end. I guess he survives because he was in the hospital with Dr. Dad. And anyway, he survives. And then he's like, look, I made this portrait of you. And it's like this beautiful portrait. The picture turned out like this yeah, yeah, perfect. perfect. One, like, he, take, he took one shot, by the way. Yeah. Not even one for safety. Yep. That's also a historical flaw with this movie. You 100% would have taken a second one for safety. Perhaps, but film was very expensive back then. So That's fair. And he's got God on his side. So yeah, that dude was pretty cool. I don't know. He plays this Father Perez character in some other. He I guess he's in the Curse of La Llorona, but mm. um, and it's in a lot of TV. And I feel like there must be something. He looked very familiar to me, but I can't place him on anything. It looks like he's just like a TV actor, but he was really good. I liked him too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to give it four out of five because I thought it was pretty solid and I'm feeling generous. Love it. Um, All right, the children in this movie. We're talking Leah. How many disciples (laughs) of the Ram do you give Leah um, out of 13 disciples of the Ram? baby yes is there any other child in this movie not famously all right well yeah one (laughs) (laughs) one disciple (laughs) fucking bad baby sucked stupid baby as our kids love to say how stupid babies are and i every time have to say how babies are actually learning like every second and they actually are so smart and can like really put the world together in ways that are pretty fascinating i'd be like <laughs> I think it was shit. dumb baby they don't say that but they say 
they they do like to insult babies' intelligence. That's true. Yeah, I'm always, they have no respect for babies. Yeah, I'm always trying to be pro. <laughs> you're pro, you're pro baby. Pro baby. Pro baby. Pro baby brains, at least. Um, I don't even remember what Leah looks like. So, I love this. I feel like it's. I, I feel like I can't. I can't. No can't. rating. No disciples. <laughs> it's a. Yeah, it's a, and. N C seven no is that N C seventeen? Is N R? Is that the not no, rated? Not rated. Sure. Not unrated. I can't give Leah thirteen e disciples. For e for everyone. That's what I, E out of thirteen. Right. Error. <laughs> yeah, I think you just give I like the idea of even one zero. <laughs> zero. Yeah. All right, I'll give her zero, I guess. Um, I'll give her one. She showed up to work. Probably several babies. As a, my second question was going to be what your, uh, how many babies do you think played, played Leah? I mean, there, there is an answer for this, but I don't know it. I know, but just what do you think? I'm just curious. Well, at least three. Okay. Because they do, I do, we'll give them credit for showing when, when Leah's first born, it's a small baby. It's not like a six month old, like they usually show. Which like. Nice chonky baby. Had, man, the friggin' media, man. If, if all babies on television shows and in movies were the actual size of newborn babies, I don't think I would have been as terrified as of childbirth because Normally, like that's true. They show a gigantic honking baby. You're like that head as to what now? Yeah, no. It's a snowman made of watermelon. It's gonna come out of your body. <laughs> and like, it's you know, childbirth is still pretty rough, but it's not that. It's right. not. It's still awful. It's still real bad. It's bad enough as it is. Doesn't have to be that scary. Anyway. Good luck to you, baby Leah. (laughs) And whatever's next for you. (laughs) Fucking idiot. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Leah, we can give you one goddamn rule. It's one thing to do with your sorry shit-filled life. (laughs) It's your mother almost died for. Your mother almost gave her life for you. You gave your life for me. Any listener who can name that quote, uh, besides Aunt Monica. (laughs) (laughs) You get a free sticker. Yep. Shout. (laughs) Come at it. Uh, Leah, listen, we give you one fucking, one tip. This is free. The first one's fucking free, Leah. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Don't be a creep. Get in touch. You can email us at mummyxdaddy at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at mummyxdaddypod. We still call it Twitter. You can visit us on the internet for show notes and more at mummyxdaddy.com. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And hey, tell a friend. Our theme music is by Kyle Andrews. Our logo was designed by Dara Weinberg. Maggie Spaulding is the loveliest masterpiece 
of the heart of God. Bye. Bye. Okay, okay. I will go as long as you stop talking. Mm. I promise. Let's go. Come on.